welcome to episode 27 of a Thai football podcast, our end of 2023 special featuring me, Dale Farrington. And me, Rob Bernard. Hello, Rob. Happy Christmas. And to you, mate. Thank you. Did you have a good day? Yeah, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, with banks are here for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And I'm talking to you now on the mouth of the uh, Chanterbury River estuary. Just had some beautiful seafood and I'm sat with a beer overlooking the bay and the sands. Worst places to be, mate. Very nice. I'm, I'm quite envious, I think. I had the usual grey, miserable... No, no, that's not true. I had a nice day yesterday. Very quiet, but it was lovely. Not quite as exciting as yours, though, by the sounds of it. I'm not a massive traditional man. Give me a full programme of football like the old days on Christmas Day and I'd be happy. Well, we had some to watch last night. Port beating Ratbury quite comfortably. I think we're going to hear about that a little bit later. We are. We've got our old friend Reza back. We'll crack on with the match reports. We do have quite a few to get through. First up, we've got Gary. And Gary was at an FA Cup tie. And it turned out to be a shot result. So here's Gary to tell us all about Surin City and Chiang Rai United. Ties to Match reports. A warm welcome from a sunny Su Narong Stadium, home of Surin City of T3 Northeast, who are hosting Chiang Rai United of the Premier League in today's FA Cup fixture. As expected, the crowd for a 3pm kickoff isn't the largest I've seen here, but no doubt as the match progresses, the numbers will increase. <laughs> Well, it's half-time at the Sinarong Stadium and it's Surin City nil, Chiang Rai United nil. The first 20 minutes saw Chiang Rai dominating the possession without really threatening the Surin goal. The home side perhaps showing a bit too much respect for the visitors. This, however, changed when Kaisen Ruangrian struck a pacey long-range curling shot into the top right-hand corner of the Chiang Rai goal, only to be thwarted by an excellent save by the keeper palming it away for a corner. This was soon followed up by another fine save from the Chiang Rai keeper who blocked a powerful shot from about 10 yards out. Surin continued to try long shots but without any real success. Panic however from a Surin corner resulted in a penalty for handball and after a lot of deliberation and complaining from the Chiang Rai players the kick was eventually taken and it was drilled straight down the middle hitting the static keeper and cleared for a corner. The second half continued with Surin having the goal chances with Chiang Rai having the majority of possession as per the first half. Throughout the game I couldn't really understand the Chiang Rai tactics however. More often than not number nine Bill was playing as a lone striker and balls were constantly being hit down the channels for him to chase. In the years I've been watching Bill play here in Thailand I think it's fair to say that you couldn't really associate him with a turn of pace. In the 84th minute, my man of the match, Surin, number 79, Kaison Rangrian, was substituted. He'd been at the heart of most of Surin's attacks and had run himself into the ground. He reminded me a little bit of Tiraton with a sweet left foot and supporting sometimes the uh, dyed fair hair look as well. On came number 91, who would make an immediate impact. Chiang Rai lost possession in the Surin half and a quick breakaway created a three-on-three situation. The young striker ran the length of the Chiang Rai half, avoided a tattle, drew the keeper and calmly slid the ball into the corner of the net. The crowd now, I'm guessing, will be around 700 and they went absolutely delirious. 
Having to press forward now, Chiang Rai were leaving gaps at the back and a two-on-one breakaway saw a perfectly measured pass arrive at an unmarked number 91 at the edge of the six-yard box to side foot home. The second goal coming in the 95th minute, not leaving Chiang Rai much chance to make a comeback. This is what the Cup's all about and it was great to see David conquer Goliath. The final score, Surin City 2, Chiang Rai United 0. Right, thanks for that, Gary, and it's great to have another debutant on the show. And believe it or not, the third one from Scarborough. Gary's a Borough Ram United supporter, but he gets to his fair share of football around the country. So welcome on board, Gary. And yeah, I echo that. Thanks, Gary, for joining us. And we're so pleased to have him on that he's here again now. He went to a league game a couple of days afterwards, and he sent us a second report. Tied to podcast. A warm welcome this afternoon to the Ratchabat Stadium here in Surin for today's T3 North East fixture between Surin, Kongchimol and Surin City. On paper this should be an absolute cricket score with Kongchimol struggling at the base of the division with only three points so far. And City joint third coming off a spectacular win over Chiang Rai in the FA Cup. However as we all know football is played on grass and not paper. In an earlier encounter counter this season it took a last minute injury time winner for City to win 1-0 and that really was down to a combination of KCM's dogged defending their keepers and inspired form and some quite frankly woeful finishing so what will today bring well let's wait and see well it's half time here and the score is Surin Conchimol nil, Surin City 1 and what a boring game it's been so far. It's like watching paint dry or grass growing. Neither keeper had anything to do up until injury time right at the end of the first half. No corners, no shots on goal. Surin were a pale shadow of themselves from their earlier exploits in the FA Cup and I think Conchimol were playing their normal game to be honest really. The crowd were very sombre to say the least, it was like sitting in a morgue. And then in injury time, to wake us all up I suppose and to be thankful for, Surin City got a free kick on the left hand side of the box. Number 10 managed to swing it in and it didn't really look to have much on it and it was directly at the keeper but somehow it went over his head and into the goal. And that was the uh, last kick of the first half. Let's hope the second half is a little bit better than this one. Well, it's finished here at the Rajabat Stadium. The final score is Surin Conchimol 1, Surin City 2. There was a slight improvement to play in the second half. So the first notable point was probably about 15 minutes in when the Surin City centre-forward decided to try one of those Beckham-esque kicks from just inside the Conchimol centre circle. And he just missed. It was a very good effort, actually. It would have beaten the keeper hands down. A few minutes later, Surin Conchimol got a unexpected equaliser really. There was a foul just inside the Surin City half. The referee allowed play to go on. Most of the Surin City players decided to play statues for a second or two which left a one-on-one situation which the keeper did very well to block but unfortunately for him it ricocheted out to another of the Conchimol forwards who managed to calmly slot the ball in. So 1-1. 
a neat attack just outside the Surin Conchimol penalty area. Saw a beautifully slid through ball, go through to the number 10, who ran onto it and was just about to beat the keeper, who just blatantly took him out. Result, penalty for Surin City. He took the penalty calmly, slotted it to the left-hand side of the static keeper, and that was 2-1 to Surin City. Yeah, cheers for that, Gary. I must admit that result was slightly another a shock in a way because I've seen Conchimal a couple of times this year and they're not great. But just to lose 2-1 in the local derby offers them hope of staving off relegation. We're now going to go to the opposite end of England for our next reporter. And this is Mark Loveridge, who's contributed to the podcast before. And he was watching his team, Nakon Ratchasima, play during the week. And he sent us this report. Here's today's game with NP FC versus Nakon Ratchasima FC. It's a strange game. We were flying in the first half. We scored three goals and Greg gave away an own goal. And I thought, well, that game's over, the game's over. In the second half, the game went really flat. Then MP really came at us. They're not an attacking side. I can't understand why they're the top of the league because they're very much a set-piece and a long-throwing team. And that's how they caught us out, really. They got a bit edgy towards the end, but we finally scraped through. But I thought we were going to win 5 or 6 nil. Anyway, that's my little match report. Well, I'd like to wish all our listeners a happy Christmas and a great New Year. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks very much, Mark. I tell you what, we've got some laid-back reporters, Dale, and I feel like we're like Bob Wellings and Michael Barrett here on Nationwide. I really like Mark's accent. It's a very warm Southwest accent, isn't it? I could listen to him all day. Anyway, cracking on with our match reports, our friend Kevin had a bit of a trip this week. He went up to Chiang Rai to watch a game, and he was kind enough to send us this report. Tied to the podcast. Hello Dale, this is Kevin once again. It's just a bit less than a minute before kickoff. I don't think this match report can get more unbiased than this. It's Chiang Rai United versus PT Prachua. Although I would love to see PT Prachua get a few wins under their belt, but it's gonna be looking like a Chiang Rai victory today. The score prediction for today would be 3-1 to Chiang Rai. Just listen to the crowd over here. The game has kicked off. It's a very small crowd, but I'm sitting in the south stand, I believe. And it's where the drums and the cheerleaders are. All right, PT Prachup on the attack over here. And it goes out for a goal kick. Four minutes into the game and PT Prachup are looking scary. They've already gotten two chances, but a really nice save from the Chiang Rai keeper. Six minutes into the game and Prachuap gets a free kick right outside their own penalty box. Bill is not at all happy with the referee's decision. It did not look like a foul to me, but Bill is not happy with the ref's decision. How's he missed that? It was a straight header towards the goal for the PT Prachuap man. PT Prachuap should have been leading 1-0 by now. That's 1-0 to Chiang Rai. What a free kick, what a header, what an assist and what a goal. 1-0 to Chiang Rai, 16 minutes in. That's a goal. Let's go. The South stand is buzzing after the first goal. I'm not so sure who scored the goal. I I reckon it's the number 23, uh, the centre-back from Chiang Rai United. It was a great goal, by the way. 
20 minutes in, Prachuap missed yet another chance. This should be equal 1-1 by now. 29 minutes in and the first yellow card of the game gets awarded to a Chiang Rai player. A free kick and a chance for PT Prachuap to equalize the score. The kid from PT Prachuap has equalized the score on the 45th minute of the game. It's all equal 1-1. Chiang Rai has been playing a low block counter attack football and they've allowed the team that's on the bottom of the table to come and dominate them at home. A well deserved goal for PT Prachuap, that's 1-1. It's half time and the score is 1-1. Chiang Rai has been playing a low block counter attack football at home against a team that's on the bottom of the table. To be honest, it's a bit shameful. But I also have to be honest that I cannot really stick with my prediction of a Chiang Rai 3-1 win because the way PT Prachuap has been playing, I reckon they could get a point or maybe three points over here today. Chiang Rai are not looking too good. They've had a really good goal that came uh, from a free kick, but the rest, everything has been uh, PT Prachuap. 56 minutes in, a second yellow card of the game has been shown, this time to a Prachuap FC player. In my opinion, that should have been a red card. He went in really late and really violent. Let me tell you, Chiang Rai has stumbled upon some luck in their hands today because PT Prachuap are looking dangerous. They've just not been clinical and, to be quite honest, they've been a bit unlucky. Prachuap should be leading this game, but Chiang Rai are very lucky to be still in the game. 1-1. Big blunder by the PT Prachua goalkeeper. Bill makes it 2 for Chiang Rai. The goal has not been given. It's still 1-1. For some reason, it was a foul on the keeper. So, the game is still equal. Chiang Rai 1, PT Prachua 1. 87 minutes in, Bill wins a free kick at a really dangerous position. Their first goal also came in from a similar position. Let's see if Chiang Rai can actually take a lead from this free kick. Full time, Chiang Rai won, PT Prachuap won. What a game of football. PT Prachuap should consider themselves unlucky. They should have gone away with three points today. But hey, a point for the team that's in the bottom of the table is not so bad. Cheers, Kevin. He tweeted the other day, should I be going to this game? And he took the hint when I said, yeah, and there was a report. He doesn't need much really encouragement, good. Kevin, which is great. It's nice to hear him not complaining about the Mung Tong coach. I think that's why he went. I think he wanted a break from that. I think Mung Tong have kind of depressed him now and he needs to get away and, and see something as a neutral. And it is a great place to watch football and great to hear Bill being featured again, one of my favourite players. Yes, indeed. Bill gets gets a bit of coverage in there. And a, a good point for Prachuap. Although, based on Kevin's report, sounds like they'd be disappointed with that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've made a big signing in the last couple of days, haven't they, from Terro? Yes, the first of many out the door, I think. Yeah, let's hope it's not too many. Right, next up from our match reports. And I'm really going to enjoy this one. It's Jian and Talao who went on a bit of a road trip to a game this week. And they went down to my old stomping ground at Chonburi to watch their side, Tong United. I think they travelled more in hope than expectation. And this is their report from that game. Tied to the match reports. All right, Dale, it's finished at the Chonburi Stadium. 
Chonburi FC 2, Mung Tong United 1. Uh, and I've got Dala with me as well. Very disappointed. I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah, definitely, Gian. Another unsuccessful away day for us. Yeah. We've been to a couple <laughs> this season and they've both ended in defeat for the Koreans and Mung Tong United. This one, of course, Chonburi 2, Mung Tong 1, like you mentioned. A game where, really, I, I thought that Chunbri were the better side. They made more of the chances in front of goal. They had more than double the amount of shots compared to Mung Tong. And in the end, they're just in that new head coach, new groove era right now. They're playing with more bounce in them. They're playing with more swagger. Two straight wins for them after sacking their head coach. Obviously, the midweek game against BG in the cup and then now in the league back to winning ways against Mung Tong United. So from a Mung Tong fan's point of view, a disappointing performance. But from a Chonburi perspective, it's good to see the Sharks get back in the win column. Yeah, and for us, the end of like one summary would be uh, we've had an interim head coach now since match day four. So we've had 10-11 games without a permanent head coach the consensus for us was if they do a good job whether it was Thai or whether it was Milos Jokic if they do a good job they can stay I think the consensus now is that was not a good job and the players look disinterested they're out of ideas they play a style of football that does not suit the talent that we have so the club has almost two months now until their next league fixture if they don't bring in a coach now the season is genuinely a write-off if they do bring in a new coach the second leg is a lot more favorable to us in terms of we have a lot more home games we had eight straightaway games this this like or i think it was seven straightaway games this like so the second leg is going to be more favorable to us in terms of the traveling and the fixture list it's time to get things in order yeah and for anybody if if Mung Tong united are visiting your ground make sure that you give me a text or a call because so far in the thai league one 2023 to 2024 season <laughs> my streak my record with Mung Tong united attending away games has been four straight defeats away to BG 5-2 away to Taro 2-1 away to Lampoon 3-1 and then now away to Chonburi 2-1 defeat yeah maybe again maybe you should stop driving me to these games and maybe I should stop traveling and flying all over Thailand for these Mung Tong United away games anyways I'll just basically write off what Gian was saying about Mung Tong United out of ideas very lackluster performance and the Koreans are in need of a permanent head coach who can implement his philosophy with this side. Meanwhile, for Chonburi, let's end on a high note. It's great to see the Sharks play with tempo, have a lot of creativity going forward. Chanarong Promsikao is an amazing U23 talent. And, and if, if he can replicate that performance, you know, a, a worldie of a free kick to get Chonburi the early lead today. And if the foreign players can chip in as well, I think Chonburi have a chance of climbing up the table, maybe be a mid-table team and then avoid the relegation. We respect Tumbury's history. I want to stay in, stay in T1. That's pretty much it. Thank you, Dale. And uh, talk soon. Yeah, thanks very much, gents. A great report. It works well, that double act. And uh, yeah, it says, well, the, the, it was those two and not Kevin reporting on it because there would have been some proper vitriol. But I tell you, Dale, that has given you lads some rail up on top of the fake cup game. I, I tweeted to Tim, who, as regular listeners knows, uh, our usual Chombury correspondent. And Tim's back in England at the moment for Christmas and the New Year. And I said to him, he's been away for two games. We've won them both. 
So I'm going to persuade him to stay away for the rest of the season because that's clearly the problem. Oh, I can't be done without Tim's reports and his beer. I'll send him to Bury Ram. He can go and watch Bury Ram every week. We'll get the reports and we'll get the results that we want as well. We're totally unbiased on this show, by the way, listeners. But yeah, it was good good to hear Gian, the Gian and Talao double act. I hope we'll be getting more of that in the coming weeks. I think drink had been taken as well. I just got that impression. So, as promised earlier in the programme, we've got Reza back. A lot of you missed him last week while he was away and joined himself, but he's back. And he probably wishes he wasn't, actually, following his team's defeat on Christmas Day. But he was kind enough to send the report in anyway, and here it is. Ties to the podcast. Match reports. Assalamualaikum, Sawadikhab. We are in the last game of the year, which also the last game of the first round for Rajaburi FC. Today, the match between Port FC and Rajaburi FC. We know that Rajaburi already lost their match with Prachuap in the FA Cup, which that make Rajaburi lost their way to the Asian Champions League next year. But the league is still long way to go. We believe that Rajaburi still have the chance aim for the Champions League by qualifying round if they able to finish second in the league. Today match is very difficult of course, but in football anything is possible. Let's watch the game and support the team. Come on you dragons. match has ended 3-0 for the home side. Port plays offensively since start of the match. They got the early score in the 9 minute and they keep on pressing until they get the second goal. But Rachaburi in my point of view that they are nervously playing against Port which they didn't come out very well. Half time is 2-0 for the home side. In the second half, actually, Rachaburi played very well. They tried to keep the ball, pressing the ball and making some decent chances. But again, Port is a good defensively and Rachaburi get the red card to Mehdi Turki, which also his farewell. And Rachaburi played with 10 men, still able to keep the score by 2-0 until the last minute of the match that they concede and the score is 3-0. Well, that's the last game of the year and still hoping for Rachaburi can gather up to better in the second half of the season. See you another time and Happy New Year. Cheers. Come on, you dragons. Yeah, thanks, Reezy. You sound like you're on the back of a motorbike taxi, mate. I hope you're okay. And I love your optimism. But if you think that Ratchaburi are going to get into the Champions League, I'll pay for your duty freeze. They're a good side. They're up and down, though, like many teams in the division. It's so competitive. It's very hard to predict anything in this league this season in, in T1. But I, I watched the game. I would say it was a nice little Christmas Day lunchtime treat and Port were well worth the win weren't they I thought they were very impressive again that's two weeks running I've seen them and and your favourite player Charlie Clough was outstanding once again clean sheet mate yeah 
he was he was inspirational, wasn't he? And you can see that that team's now playing with with a great deal of confidence and very entertaining to watch. They go forward. They're not dilly dallying. It's like he's ignited them. You know, the the positive. Um, I, I must admit, Dale, I was busy yesterday evening entertaining friends. I didn't see it. Was it an emotional farewell for Madame Pang? It was a long drawn out farewell to Madame Pang. I don't know how emotional it got. I must admit, I I didn't really pay much attention to that. And that's nothing against her or what she's done for the club. I just had other things to do before the game, during halftime and after the game. So it was was basically me just watching the the action. But it it seemed to go well. She seemed to get a nice send-off from what I saw. And I think looking at the comments on Twitter, she treated the fans to a few things. It's going to be interesting, isn't it, this election that's coming up in February. A lot of people seem to think she's got it in the bag already, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Wouldn't it be interesting if Mr Newin stood? It's hard to see any other outcome, isn't it? But like I say, you, you just never know. What will be, will be, Dale. Let's just enjoy it. Hi, my name's John, and I'm listening to Thai Football Podcast. The Thinking Person's Thai Football Podcast. A return of Rob's roving report. So would you like to introduce this section, Rob? Tell us what you've been up to this week. I would, and it was a really special occasion for me because my wife's sister, uh, the two little ones, they were bored on Saturday afternoon and we were going for dinner, so we took them and I took them to the first ever Thai football game and it made my day seeing their enthusiastic faces. They seem to enjoy it. They like going to the snack bar and getting a, a glass of pop every so often. But I said on the way home in the taxi, do you enjoy it, boys? They said, oh yeah, we want to go again. That made my day. They were nine and ten, those two boys. That's lovely to hear. Getting the youngsters involved at an early age, it's it's fantastic and very encouraging to hear that they do want to go again. I, I can remember actually taking, now do I mention him? I think I think we enough time has passed now. We went to a cup game there uh, quite a few years ago. Uh, it was an afternoon kickoff and we snuck away from work early and it was me, Tim, another friend of ours and Tim's son went and he was of a similar age to the two boys you took and we used to send him off to get our beer and he'd go off during the game. We didn't live our seats and he was popping off to the shop every 20 minutes to buy cans of beer for us. And there'll be a few people that tot at that, but he's grown up to be a well-balanced young man now, so I don't think it did him any any harm. I'll get him involved, and I've told him if they're not good lads, I'm going to take him to Bury Ram. Yeah, you could be reported to social services for that, Rob. Well, these are the risks you take with youngsters. Anyway, do you want to listen to your roving report? Let's do it. Rob's roving report. Tonight, the roving report comes from Customs United... But we're up against the Pambury. Customs in the relegation zone, but with a 2-0 home win last week against DP Kanchanabri, boosting their hopes of survival. So Pambury, the visitors tonight, on the edge of the playoff places. Big gaggle of teams all vying for position, trying to get into the top five. And Customs last year reached the playoff final, but to the annoyance of many observers, announced before the final that they didn't want to go up, they didn't apply for a licence. That was under the part ownership of Port FC. They've got new owners this year and struggling a little bit more with recruitment. So we'll see how this evening pans out. Six o'clock kick-off here at Lacrabang. So anyone uh, thinking of coming to Customs United, it's a nice little venue. I think it's about perfect for T2 football. A stand down either side, nothing behind the goals, changing rooms at one end. 100 baht admission. 
We're in the shadows of Sabanaboom Airport. To get here, maybe as well to get the airport link to Lacrabang and then a taxi. Crowds are around 200. They're struggling for support. They've got no real fan base. I did change the name to Customs Lacrabang for a while to try and attract the locals. But it hasn't paid off. It's a lovely setting, isn't it? Sabanaboom one sign, a beautiful temple just across the clong on the far open side. Well worth a visit. It's a friendly place to come and watch football. So the teams have gone down the tunnel, nil-nil at half-time here at Customs, between the home side Customs United and the visitors to Pambury. Not a lot of chances, I would say Customs probably in the ascendancy, forging out a couple of half opportunities, one uh, forcing a, a stinging save off the palms of the uh, away team goalkeeper, but not a lot in it. See how the second half goes. Well, we're into stoppage time here at Customs, and uh, this is a game that could have gone either way. Only half chances either way. Sir Pambury felt that they could have had a penalty. Certainly the loud lady on the far side thought so. Customs been full value. While they're in the relegation places, God only knows. They've been really good tonight. There's hope for them yet. So, in stoppage time, still nil-nil. Only half chances either way. <laughs> So it's ended here at Custom Stadium, nil-nil, a point well earned for both sides, both needed a win really, yeah neither side deserved to lose, so nil-nil probably about right, it wasn't a dull nil-nil by any means, the Supambri fans over on the far side voicing their disapproval of the referee I think, I've got a translator here, he says they're not very nice words that they're saying, something to do with sex and travel directed towards the referee, anyway, nil-nil. That was great. Thanks, Rob. It's nice to have the roving report, as always. Although I got the impression there wasn't really that much to report on. It was more roving than report this week. I'll tell you what, the difference in quality between that and the T3 I normally watch was enormous. An enormous gulf. Both teams went for it. I tell you now, it's a brave prediction. Customs are going to stay up. Right, we'll file that alongside your Bury Ram United are going to win the league prediction. Anyway, as I mentioned earlier, this is going to be our last show of 2023. So I reached out to a few people and asked them to send in their highlights of the year just ending. So you can sit back now and listen to a montage of Thai football fans' highlights from 2023. And then at the end, Rob and I will chip in with ours as well. Neil Oliver, Ratchaburi FC. Merry Christmas, Dale. I hope the big man has brought you everything you wanted. Last Saturday's result will have surely been a good start. You'd like to know my highlights of the season so far. I'll start with Ratchaburi Football Club. My highlight of this season was the realisation that after five years of waiting, Ratchaburi have a real goal scorer on their books at last. Yes, he'd already scored a couple of goals this season, but I hadn't really noticed him. After all, Seal was meant to be this season's goal-scoring offering. It was Ratchbury versus Kaysatart in this season's Chang FA Cup round of 64 that really opened my eyes. As is usual in the early rounds of cup competitions, Coach Carlos fielded a second-stream side. By half-time, it became very clear that we couldn't have bought a goal against the team struggling at the bottom of T2. At half-time, Coach Carlos brought Najiva on. 
Okay, only lowly opposition, but I'm well used to supporting crap football with Wahin City and my true passion, Plymouth Argyle. I know how hard it can be to score against even the worst teams. Najiva hit the game like a whirlwind. Bang, bang, bang. Six minutes later, we were three up. He'd scored a hat-trick and was actually unlucky not to bag a few more. He had truly announced himself. For the first time since Bill departed, Ratchbury truly had a class goal scorer. It now feels as if it's a case of no Najiva, no party. Welcome to the Dragons. Okay, now I'll move on to the podcast. I'm the first to say the podcast didn't work for me in the early weeks. It was very difficult to listen to a full show without it upsetting my wife, who is most definitely not a fan of the show. We did have a few discussions about what I was listening to. Eventually, I invested in Bluetooth earbuds, and the podcast had arrived for me. Once I could really listen, it was a true mine of information. I look forward to Wednesday mornings now. Many people were suffering the same frustrations with Thai football as me. But when I thought about it, for 140 baht every two weeks, I soon realised that I was still getting a lot of half-decent football for my money. I was learning about Thai football in the years before I'd arrived on the scene. I arrived in Thailand in 2012, but had supported T3 and T4 football until 2018, so had little interest in T1. There was a lot of knowledge on the podcast filling in the gaps for me from the start of time until 2018. It even seems Chombri weren't a bad side once. Sorry Dale, just joking. It's also great to hear real fans giving their post-match opinions. Well, I think that's about it for my highlights, and I've been warned about signing off with the cheers. So I hope the new year brings you and the podcast everything you might wish for, so long as it isn't to the detriment of Ratchbury Football Club. Bye, Dale. Marcus Turner, football traveller, tweeter, photographer and Port FC fan. 2023 was a pretty good year for me on the Thai football front. I saw roughly 50 games at all levels from international down to semi-pro. And the highlight was probably the trip down south to watch Patani, Yala, Songkla and Satoon, as well as Nakhon, Sitamarat and Phuket. It's an area of the country I've not spent that much time in, so to get to watch a few teams there and experience the atmosphere at some of the games was really good. And there are still a few more teams that I'd like to go and watch down there, so hopefully that's something I can do in 2024. And on top of that, I made my podcast debut on episode 12 of a Thai football podcast. Uh, that was an enjoyable experience. I had a good chat with Rob on that one. So yeah, that was a first for me in 2023. And I'd just like to say a big thank you to Dale and Rob and all the contributors for their hard work and dedication over the course of the year on the podcast. Really yeah, enjoyable to, to listen to whilst I'm traveling around the region and it uh, keeps me up to date with everything that's going on on the Thai football front. And I've enjoyed contributing myself uh, in a few small different ways as well. So yeah, thanks for all the hard work and uh, looking forward to more in 2024. Bill Greaves, Sukhothai FC. Hello and greetings. This is Bill, and I have been asked to nominate my best report for the season and then explain my choice. This is not an easy task. If I had reported on Buriram's visit to Tele Luang, I could have incited fury in you as I recounted how the referee was called back to the VAR booth repeatedly until he came up with the correct goal-no-goal decision. But that report was never submitted. The report on the Sukhothai versus Port game is a contender. At the time, we had lost five games in a row. 
trying to say the three-letter word for victory left me stuttering so badly that any listeners believed that I was contemplating self-abuse. The 1-0 victory not only gave us desperately needed three points, but shortly after the game, we tasted revenge. The port coach, yes, the same man who single-handedly sentenced us to a year in the bowels of the second division, playing the likes of Chiang Mai. Yes, that man was rewarded for his efforts at Tale Luang by being given the opportunity to pursue his career in any direction that he liked, far from Port Football Club. Personally, I can suggest some directions for him to try. Kindergarten schools for girls. A few days ago, I watched a video featuring Vinnie Jones explaining repeatedly why he was not a vicious hatchet man on the pitch. He was merely an emotional boy. That is my problem. Football gets me emotional. A five-hour drive to Bangkok was not good preparation for sitting watching our fabulous firebats playing heroically but losing two to nothing to the police with only 20 minutes left to play. Dejection did not begin to describe the misery we were feeling. Imagine the emotion 20 minutes later when we were leaping up and down, ecstatically saluting the three to two Firbat victors. Euphoria in excelsis. Incredible beyond words. At dinner that night, there was hardly any blood left in my adrenaline stream. Definitely my favorite report for the year. That victory will remain my top memory for years to come, or until we exact revenge and win in Buriram. See, now I can say win without stuttering. Thank you. Toby Knight, Port FC fan. Hi, gentlemen. I guess most Port fans will think that my highlight of the year would be beating Buriram 4-1. But to be honest, it's the second time we've done it this season, so it's really nothing new. For me, from a personal perspective, I'm going to select the away trip to Nekon Patom uh, on the first day of this season. Chaotic travel arrangements by yours truly meant that half of our group didn't even make it to the stadium, and the other half arrived to find out the away end was sold out. But uh, some resourceful blagging got us some uh, hand stamps and access to the away end, and we were positioned right next to the fence with the uh, raucous home fans who like to uh, give us a bit of stick uh, for most of the game. It was a great game of football. It was 2-1 to Nakompaton when they got a penalty uh, with 10 minutes to go to seal the game and we saved it, went up the other end of the pitch and scored a delicious free kick 
which sent the away fans wild. And uh, I believe I partially removed some of my shirt to the home fans as well as I was taunting them. Anyway, uh, after that, it was Wise and Chong Gao's all round with the local support and then back in the minivan for more beers uh, in Bangkok. And it kind of sums up everything I love about away days in Thai football. Anyway, that's uh, my moment. Uh, all the best, gentlemen. Uh, look forward to more podcasts in the coming year. And now, a selection of 2023 highlights, read by me, Dale Farrington. Twenty twenty three highlights by Steve Walker. Maybe I am just one of many to see that Bury Ram are not the force they were, and hopefully this is the end of their domination of the league. Gary Griffiths. My four highlights of 2023. One, obviously a consecutive treble for Bury Ram United. Two, this season's opening ACL game against Jai Jiang when Bury Ram won 4-1, giving us hope. 3. Surin City's excellent recent performance against Chiang Rai United in the FA Cup. And 4. Finally taking in a few more new grounds to take my tie total of stadiums visited to 50+. plus. Matt Jenkins. Highlight for me has been the moment we kicked off the season until today. Absolutely no complaints as a Bangkok United fan. Personally, the Champions League games always were a fantastic experience, but the best match was beating John Buck at home. Wishing you guys at a Thai Football Podcast and all the listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Matt Riley. For me, it had to be finally getting Thai Football Tales published and the lovely feedback it received. Jamie Pinder. Well, I can say two things. First would be the excitement of the first game of the season away at Konken United, minutes before kickoff when Bury Ram United were the undisputed best team in the country. That all fell apart 90 minutes later. Second would be the recent emergence of Tanakrit Chermoangpak, the 17-year-old future star. Just another in the long line of academy graduates from the country's top facility. Jim Clark. There can only be one. Port 4-1 against Bury Ram United. Normally, to pick a match from just over a week ago would be extreme recency bias. Zero such risk here. This was a result that will live long in the memory. It's often forgotten by outsiders and port knockers that, at its essence, this club remains a scruffy mutt of an underdog club whose fans enjoy nothing more than bloody in the nose of those with pretensions above their reality. The match started, as most do against Bury Ram, with them taking the lead. Then, the moment that turned the night. The villain of Clontoy, Tiraton, appeared to score and did his little celebration. It would have looked a Pratt had the goal stood. More so, as Var stepped in and found a reason not to give it. Suddenly, rage at the little Pratt's objectionable gesture was belligerence and a cauldron of an atmosphere. 
Bordin scored a worldie of a scissor kick. They were petulant and lashing out as the match slipped away. The second half was glorious. The wonderful Noboru hit what can only be called a thunder bastard to make it 2-1. Then Hamilton arrived to score a brace and having seen someone talk the home fans set about goading the biggest little bully in Thai football with the coward offering as little in return as his team. Wonderful to be part of an atmosphere like it at a packed PAT. There you go. Thank you so much to everyone who sent in their highlights from 2023. Some great standout moments there. Sorry, Dale. I've got to say, Bill's comments there, they made my Christmas. What a wonderful report. I did wonder where he was going at, on a couple of occasions, but he, he managed to pull himself back from the brink, didn't he? Oh, he's good. He's good. I could do with a, I could do with a long afternoon session with Bill of Sucker tonight. We'll, we'll pencil that in for the new year. What was your highlight, Rob, from 2023? Well, this is going to sound a bit sit on the fence-ish, but every time it's match day, because I know I'm going to have fun, I'm going to meet people, I'll have a chat. The football's usually okay, but if it isn't, there's still always something going on. And you always learn. There's always something to see and learn when you often going to different places and finding restaurants and bars, meeting friends. Just every match day, Dale, I love it. That's excellent. A very positive attitude, Rob. I, I like that a lot. Now, my personal highlight was the trip to Buriram, unsurprisingly. Even though we didn't win, I thought we played very well. Probably our best performance of the season that I've seen. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the whole trip. It was just a shame that my mates Tim and Val and Claire couldn't get there. That would have made things absolutely perfect if they'd have been able to travel up. I enjoyed being on that away end. I enjoyed the whole Umbrella Gate scandal which we obviously covered in an earlier episode. And it was just great. Yeah, it was nice to be there. And, you know, made me realise just what I was missing by not being in the country. But hopefully I'll be back soon and I'll have more highlights for 2024. But stand out for me, 2023 was Ram 2, Chomburi 2, and the whole trip away with my wife. And meeting up with yourself and Jamie, obviously. That was lovely. Well, I have to tell you, that game was right up there. That, that and the Port BG game that ended 2-3 absolutely superb entertainment you know there's people who say oh Thai football won't be that good I tell you what if those games were in the English Premier League they'd be waxing lyrical for months we've had some great games this season and as we've already alluded to you know the league's quite open the title race as much as we joke about it is, is a long way from over yet and of course at the bottom there's any one of 14 teams really could go down, couldn't they? Or any three from 14 teams could go down. It really is a tomballer. I mean, the nearest club to where I'm sat now, Trat have got to be careful. Let's see what 2024 brings. So just before we finish, huge thanks to everyone who's contributed to the podcast in 2023. We've had so many of you writing in, sending in reports, being interviewed. It's been absolutely fantastic. So huge thanks for that. And let's hope to involve even more of you in 2024. So just remains for me to say Happy New Year and may 2024 bring you everything you wish for. Health, wealth, prosperity and most of all, peace, love and happiness. Great words, Dale. Football's only a game, folks. I know we get emotional about it, but let's just have fun. (laughs) 